G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It's 10.23 here on SENZ, and the panel today consists of Honey Helene Smiler uh, and Jamie Wall. Good all-rounders. Got an eye on uh, a lot of things over the weekend. Uh, honey, first of all, we don't talk about all-black losses very often. What did you make of the whole deal? Oh, yeah, a bit of a seesaw, to be honest. But um, I think overall, I was, I was quite impressed. Uh, obviously, not with the results, but um, if I was to pick a couple of individuals, I mean, Geordie Barrett... Uh, for me, was an absolute standout. Um, and, you know, unfortunately he was able to bring that home for us like he did uh, that first match against South Africa. But also just the leadership of Adi Savia and the, the humbleness that he showed in his uh, post-match speech. I thought it was a, a post-match speech and, and even his post was, was a real, uh, real, I suppose, credit to his leadership. So where did it get, where did it get away from us, honey? Well, again, I think we got stuck into a bit of that kicking to to and fro. Um, you know, there were some errors around the breakdown there, and and then just that last slip up, you know, and it, and it, and you wanted to kind of identify the one player that was offside, but when you looked at it, it was sort of quite a few. There was sort of four or five of them. I actually thought they retreated before coming up. So whether I want to throw blame at the ref or not is is in question. But yeah, for me. Uh, yeah, a few areas I'll work on, but I think, you know, it was just such a great, great test match, you know, and just, I, I love it when it gets down to those dying minutes and just keeps you engaged for that full 80, 82, 81 minutes as it goes to. It certainly did that. Uh, Jamie, when we looked at the first test performance from the Springboks, did we get sucked in a wee bit? I mean, did their tactics surprise you the second time around? Uh, yeah, kia ora, Smithy, kia ora, honey. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think so, uh, and I think that it shouldn't have because if obviously the Springboks were trying out these tactics this whole time, and then last week they they they, they were obviously going to hit a wall um, and it not work against the All Blacks, and so there was going to come a time uh, where they were just going to kind of chuck it out and, and try something new, and it was always kind of going to be this game. Uh, so I, I feel like the All Black coaching staff perhaps should probably have a good look at themselves and examine why they didn't think that the that the All Blacks, uh, the Springboks rather, would have would have come out and chanced their arm a little bit more. And it is it is actually pretty ironic, I have to say, if you look at that first five or uh, eight minutes um, that the Springboks scored that incredible try that uh, off that pass by looking at arm. To, uh, that ended up with Damien Delende, um, which is just one of the best bits of skill you'll see, or yeah, bits of attacking skill. And then the All Blacks' response was off uh, a, a kickoff that got dropped, and then a bomb out to the corner, which is exactly what we've been criticising the, the Springboks for doing um, all season. So, you know, a little bit of irony there, but I have to echo what uh, Honey uh, just said that it was an awesome test match. You know, it was, it was definitely worth watching. I'd, I'd much rather watch that than what happened um, last week. Obviously, I'd, r- I'd rather the All Blacks. 
had won, but uh, it was a really good advertisement for a game that's uh, had a few detractors come at it and point out um, that it, it's been a little bit boring uh, lately when the Springboks have been playing. <laughs> Honey, what are we, what are we, uh, where are we with our, our starting 15? Obviously, uh, Aaron Smith, uh, we're missing him. Uh, who wouldn't? Uh, so have, have, we, have we settled on our halfback yet, or are we just going to sort of rotate them and keep rotating players? Because I think uh, we're ready to have our best 15 line-up, aren't we? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we've got, gone through the rotation quite well now, and now we start to pick you know, the most outstanding. I, th- I thought um, it was a big test for Brad. You know? I thought he was you know, quite quick to the rack and his distribution was well, but I think maybe you know, the influence of Aaron is really needed there in terms of really just gliding the team around. I thought David Harvilli um, really, I suppose, is starting to find his match. I think he, he struggled a little bit under pressure in, in both these Springbok matches. And so um, whether there's a rejig in that midfield again uh, beats a difference. Again, Rikua Ioani, he, to me, he's a, our mount starter, where, whether it's in the centre or the wing. Um, I think he's just been outstanding, outstanding the whole championship with him. Jamie, the, the other thing, uh, and, and Grant Nisbet brought it up this morning as well, is, is the leadership. And I agree with, uh, with Honey that Adi Savia rolls his sleeves up every week and he says, come and follow me. Not, not every player can follow him. Uh, we, I think, you know, we've had, what, four captains this year? Uh, we, need, we need Sam Kane back and we need the, a single captain, a single leader out there. Uh, yeah, I, I agree to a point. Um, the, the fact is that while you can be critical of the All Blacks tactics, um, the selections, uh, I think a lot has been taken out of uh, Foster and Grant Fox's hands uh, in terms of who they can select. And that includes the captain because, of course, Whitelock and Smith uh, are out and Artie is kind of the only guy left who is definitely going to be on the field for, for 80 minutes. I mean, the other option was Cody Taylor uh, and he would have made a great captain, but of course he would get subbed off sometime in the second half. So Hardy would eventually be captain in that position anyway. Um, I think that, that you're definitely right. Like, he's a guy who can definitely, who, who, who leads uh, by example. Um, but if there is going to be some criticism, it's probably around the way that he uh, hasn't really found a way to um, influence the referees um, in the same way that, say, a Richie McCaw or a Karen Reid uh, could try and do. Um, and this is a very nuanced uh, conversation. It's probably a bit too big for the scope of this, this slot um, because I think if there's anyone out here out there listening who's Māori or Pacifica who uh, has to try and communicate with someone else, uh, with someone who's not in a position of power, then they'll probably know what I'm, what I'm getting at here. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like, he had one of the best games that he... Uh, that he's played, so you know it's up to the rest of those guys to really follow his example. And really, you don't need someone to tell you not to be. Uh, sorry, you don't need someone to tell you to be onside uh, when there's when there's one point in the game. Like those guys should have done that uh, without having to be told. Okay, good thoughts there from uh, Jamie and from Honey. We'll be back very shortly after the news to talk about uh, the NRL. Of course, uh, a couple of issues around league, and of course, uh, one really quite special, romantic in a way, comeback. The New Zealand Rugby League yesterday. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Honey, hello, me smiler with us this morning along with uh, Jamie Wall. Uh, honey, 
Um, before we get to the NRL Grand Final, um, New Zealand Rugby League competitions, men and women's, began uh, again over the weekend, and there was a really special comeback, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to call the um, the Waikato Mana men's game against Wellington uh, Orcas, and the young Tamari Martin is back out on the field and playing extremely well. He put out such a great performance, really led his team to quite a dominant victory. Over the Wellington Orcas, he's got his uh, two brothers in the team, and, and within that team as well, they've got uh, another trio of brothers and, and, a, and a duo of brothers. So it was a real family uh, family feel within the Waikato team that went out to open uh, that premiership round with a, with a good one over Wellington. And then the women's uh, competition, premiership competition, uh, also kicked off. As well, and that, that was quite a good competition. Obviously, the Auckland teams aren't being included in these premierships as uh, yet, but hopefully, there's uh, room for them to, to join a bit later. But uh, the Upper Central Stallion women had a good win against Wellington Orchids, and the Canterbury came out and uh, had a good one against the Mid Central Vipers. So, yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, really, a couple of, couple of good rounds for the Premiership Sky Sports uh, Rugby League. So, so, honey, can you just, um, for those people that, that perhaps are not in the know. Tell us a, a, a little bit more about uh, that uh, Taimari Martin story. Yeah, well, obviously he had to return uh, back from the NRL. He was deemed uh, sort of a career-ending in- injury with a, a bleed on the on the brain after um, it, he'd knocked. And um, it was quite, quite a tough time for him. He's probably been back in New Zealand for a couple of years now. Um, kicked off playing a little bit of uh, rugby teams last year in the Indigenous tournament uh, in Cambridge and then sort of jumped on and started to play for his local team, Tohara, out here in the in the King Country. And, um, yeah, then he's gone through and, and made the Waikato team and, he, and he's in great form. I mean, he just made everything look so easy and you could see the calibre of the player in amongst this uh, premiership competition. Um, Jamie, uh, I take it you uh, cast your eye at some stage over the NRL Grand Final. Uh, did it live up to expectations? I did. I did. It was a very sleepy eye, though, because obviously I had a pretty late one the night before um, with that uh, All Black Springboks game. But, um, yeah, it definitely uh, kept me awake because it was a great game. Um, and I think the Penrith obviously really deserved their win. It came down to a bit of a thrilling thrilling finish there uh, and um, just real real shame for Adam Reynolds there missing that last um, conversion that would have forced the game to extra time um, but yeah it's was, it was awesome also by the NRL to actually get the match happening the, the, the way that the real, real triumph of um, the organisation to keep the competition going and still be, on, be able to put on a real showpiece event uh, in, at Suncorp Stadium there which is a fantastic venue so, you know, well done not to all qu- those people for, for making that happen. Not, not quite, Jamie, the farewell that uh, Benji Marshall was looking for, but uh, what do you think uh, is, could possibly on the, be on the cards for him now? The Rabbitohs are done and dusted, so a return to the Warriors or a retirement? Or how do you think it'll pan out for him now? Well, I think no matter what he does, I don't think anyone's going to begrudge him. The guy's had such an amazing uh, career uh, that goes back, probably, Way, way back to winning a premiership in, in 2005. Um, and he's got just such an interesting story uh, that, you know, it's a tab, it's ups and downs. Um, he hasn't always had it his own way, but he's to, to have come back at this age and to be playing in a team 
know, coach by Wayne Bennett makes a grand final. I mean, he's he's earned the right to kind of do whatever he wants, is uh, the way I see it. Um, heard some rumours last week that he, he, he's, he wants to keep going. Um, but uh, honestly, uh, if, if he decides to hang it up, um, he, he, he will be honoured as, as one of the greatest players of all time um, in both New Zealand and Australia, uh, and, and rightfully deserved as well. Uh, honey, what did, what did you make of the... Did it live up to expectations for you? And how about how about the Clearies? Dad wins as coach in his 370th game in charge. And uh, number one son wins uh, the Clive Churchill medal to boot. What a, what a night out for them. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, it was quite, I suppose, emotional to watch the celebrations afterwards and, and see them embrace each other. And it, it was just such a, a fairy tale end to, to the Cleary family story, I suppose, and it will go on, you know, like, this, this is just, you know, their first premiership together, I mean, I'm, I'm betting they can get a few more together, it's, it's, it's awesome to see that father-son relationship, um, I was really impressed with the Panthers, I thought right, right from the outgo, they come out with uh, just so much more belief and and um, and just dominance throughout it, I mean, it, it was similar to the All Blacks test in that it, it did get into a bit of an armory, so I was, I was gutted for the likes of Cody Taylor and Adam Reynolds, um, you know, it would have been a fairy tale uh, end for them as as well because they've you know they've they're such uh, such amazing players and obviously with um, Reynolds heading off to the Broncos, it would have been such a great farewell for him. Um, but yeah, again, I, 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 my heart was with Benji. I, I was backing the Raiders solely for that uh, for that. But I'd love to see Benji just you know if the opportunity was there to come as our 14th man for the Warriors in his last year or, or even two. I mean. You know, he's, he's 35, 34, he's got a few more years in him. He's, he's looking pretty young and I think he does really well coming on as that impact player and just settling the team. And, and as a lot of the Rabbitohs players have said, he's just so good to have in that environment. I also think he's, he's got uh, you know, a pretty good future in front of him uh, if he decides to go down that coaching realm. He's, he's been involved uh, off and on in parts with the Kiwi fans. Um, and, and he just does great, you know. It's, it's what he, it's the vision that he has in terms of his coaching and, and that individual skill set that he can offer um, from a coaching point of view. I think you know, he's, he's got years to offer the game. Honey, one of the things that disappointed me over, over the weekend, I, I'm not sure whether, whether it could have been avoided or not, was the withdrawal of all those women uh, rugby players out of the Farah Palmer Cup. Uh, I know there were a couple of good games, uh, you know. Uh, that, resulted from it but I think it's a shame that they couldn't be there those those Black Fern players at the at the really at the hard end of the season because it's been so little rugby so little game time uh, it disappointed me to see them not there Yeah I 100% agree with you Smithy I thought that those and a lot of those players spoke quite openly about wanting to play and, and carry on that season because they need the match fitness I mean we literally came out of lockdown some got one, maybe two games, others got none, and then they're going into a test match, but they don't play for another four or five weeks. I mean, that's, that's a long time away, and you can never beat that match fitness. For me, I was obviously personally disappointed because it meant nine of our players out of the Waikato women's FPC team, but then for the girls to come back and still secure that spot um, has been pretty impressive. I know that um, I've got a couple of the players living with me, and they've actually shifted them out of Hamilton last night and base them up in Cambridge so that uh, they can still catch that flight and uh, play that game, which is which is a great move from Waikato Rugby because those uh, those girls have worked really hard and they deserve to be in that final uh, that's going to happen this weekend. 
Uh, Jamie, just uh, just finally from you, uh, Geordie Barrett, fifteen. Is he is he in concrete there now, or do we try again with Damien? Uh, well, I, I think he's definitely got to be on the field because he's the goal kicker, um, and he has definitely shown in the last few tests that you know he's <clears throat> he is the form fullback at the moment. Now I think something that maybe some people have forgotten uh, is that um, if it wasn't for NZ Rugby's uh, legal team, um, he wouldn't have played those games. Um, so whoever got him off that red card uh, probably deserves a, a decent pat on the back because um, he's, he's definitely shown that he's one of the most um, uh, informed players in the world uh, right now. And uh, something that Honey said right back at the start was uh, the best players on the field on the weekend were uh, Jordi and Artie. Um, both, I'd like to add, are from the Hurricanes. So perhaps there's uh, something that um, the selectors can look at there. There's, we need some more Hurricanes in there uh, because uh, at the moment, I mean, you know, the Hurricanes themselves might not be doing so well, but um, they're definitely, definitely producing some informal blacks. I'll tell you that. Uh, we'll take, well, I'm sure they'll take that to heart. I'm sure they'll really take that to heart on your behalf, Jamie. Thank you so much for your input this morning and to you too, honey, as well, uh, particularly where you are uh, at the moment. You stay away from that virus, eh? Stay away. We'll do, we'll do, Smithy. Thank you. Yeah, we'll catch you at a game soon. Thank you very much, uh, honey. Thank you, Jamie, as well. So that was the panel this morning. Another one at the same time uh, tomorrow morning.